Holy shit, Colin. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Uh, I have to do this because it's like, it's, I have to. It's got to be something. It's Apple related. I don't know how Probably. or why, but it's fucking Apple related. We are having the worst audio issues trying to use Zencaster and getting Colin's stuff to work. Yeah. And, uh, we started troubleshooting one hour and 10 minutes ago. So we could have yeah. had two podcasts tonight by now. Yeah. We should, we should actually think about doing podcasts that are not super relevant, like to the time frame. So that like when we have issues like last week where it's like, you know, things didn't work out, we couldn't pod, we can just throw something up there. I have yeah. the, I actually have the Dave audio I meant to release and then I fucking forgot. Uh, so if you were paying attention to episode 70, we had, uh, one of our buddies got day drunk <laughs> AF and, uh, he ended up calling us. So we got on zoom with him and all that good stuff. And, uh, Dave and Kyle joined us for maybe a good 18 minutes and I have it recorded. I've listened back to it. We're all good. Uh, it's ready to go. I should upload that. Maybe I'll, maybe I will upload that as bonus content. Um, I should do that. I should upload that first as like a 70.5 episode and yeah. then we'll do 71. Bonus. It's 71 is my favorite number. Why? I don't know. I'll oh, you like, you, know, you're being serious. Yeah. We just, you know, you got those numbers that just, you just like, but my first AOL screen name was Tetsuo 71. Huh. That's interesting. I so n- there's nothing related to that. It's not like somebody's birth year, you don't love a car from that year. Like what what is it about 71 you love? I just like the number. I know, but what? Like the sound of it? I like the sound of it, I like the way it looks. Uh Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. You, uh, ha- have you used it for anything else? Like did, you should have somehow worked it into your, you know, Beer Money 71. Oh, oh yeah. I always use it for stuff. Like it's always like, you know, go to numbers like, and I'm looking for adjusting a password or, or whatnot, or it's I was a gonna, common use. I was going to make the joke that you use it as part of your password, but then you just outed yourself. Okay. Good luck coming right now. None of my passwords use it, but I'm just saying if I need a number, it's always the first one. Technology somebody, is stupid. Says, 71 underscore. If somebody says, uh, guess a number between 100, 1 and 100, I'll always say 71. See, it's it's interesting that you chose a number that's not related to anything specific. Like my favorite number, my go-to number is 13 because I was born on Friday the 13th. So it's like I have a relation to that number. The other number uh, that I have a relation to is just – I think we talked about this before where you just happen to see a number all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So 304 was like the number I would always see. I'd look at the clock at 304. I would, back in the day, like when gas was cheap as fuck, I'd go pump like $5 in gas and it would come to 3.04 gallons, like weird shit like that. Like I see 304 all the time, get changed back from a store. It's 304. You like to go to go, go down to shows in West Virginia? No. Oh, actually. Yeah, I did. I, I do recognize <laughs> that as the area code, but the whole 304 thing started before that. Um, we've always referred to it as getting hoed. Like, oh, got hoed again. Remember, like, on the old calculators, you'd type 304 and turn it upside down? It spells ho. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So 
don't know. Maybe there's some kind of deep rooted meaning. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there was some rooted meaning in mine too that I just don't remember. But uh, yeah, I always always have been drawn to that number. Uh, so but yeah, episode seventy one. Sorry, we didn't pod last week. Your boy had a mental breakdown. Uh, I I feel like you know. I I am open about this stuff because I feel like we, especially guys, need to be more open about it. But I, yeah, I was off my meds, my antidepressant and anti-anxiety meds for a couple of days due to a mix-up with getting them filled. And, you know, I get dizzy. That's my first thing. Mm-hmm. But then last Sunday, man, I woke up and I, I was fine for a couple of hours. And then I don't know what happened. Uh Sierra and I had an issue or something happened where I, it was something set me off and I just started crying and I just could not stop crying. I was just like fucking weeping. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then it was, it was crazy because later that day I was also stressed about some stuff. Like I was stressed about work and I was spread really thin because the Sierra's surgery and I, uh, uh, so I was, uh, you know, having to, to take care of her during her recovery and stuff. Uh, and I, so I was just like feeling crazy. And then later that night, I designed the, the artwork for the new Zone Zero single that mm-hmm. I believe comes out next Friday. And, uh, it was like, it just came out of me. It's just interesting how pain creates art. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. how good art comes out of that. It, it, and it, every, it, it works every time. <laughs> so, so two two things I'll ask about that. Uh, number one, I feel like, I mean, it's fine because you're talking about it. It's your perspective. But like even saying like, oh, I was just feeling crazy. Like even that could potentially be looked at like you As weren't like though. Ableist. <laughs> or- oh my God. Yeah, no, that there's, that's like a big funny like TikTok thing right now. Like Dave just sent me a. No, I know. I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, I don't think that you should be so hard on yourself about it. Like, it's not about. It's not that you're feeling crazy. I think that in general, everybody has breaking points, and you never know what it is until it hits. And so, for you, it sounds like it really piled on. You're. It's hard to be. It's hard to be like the single parent, right? And like when our wives and I've gone through this lately as well, is when our wives are having surgeries, you end up being that. So if you couple on you know, you're doing this responsibility by yourself that you're normally used to uh, having partnership on and then add another layer into that where you're assisting taking care of your wife and then add another layer into this where you're off your medication that your body has built some form of dependency on. That's a lot, you know, everybody has like a breaking point and I don't think that it's like crazy or even you should like think to yourself like, oh, I was feeling crazy. It's like, no, you're just, you were feeling imbalanced or unbalanced you know yeah that's where you should normally balance you out here's something interesting though that i just thought about because you said this uh you know breaking points and stuff like that and you're the dad of a girl and and uh i will say last night i let be have it in a way that i never have before and uh like a like and she, like you felt like an emotional bully afterwards or what it, no it was it was justified and she it was necessary but it fucked me up just because we never we had never had a situation happen where i needed to be that stern with her 
mm-hmm. in that way. But uh, long story short, she bent her brand new iPad in half. And you know how hard you have to do that to bend an iPad in half? Holy shit. So, I, yeah. First of all, I didn't even know that was a thing. I had no idea that an iPad would bend. I yeah, thought it would break. Yeah, dude. And now we're about to go into some dashboard lyrics. Yeah, so... Uh, it, yeah, it was a. We'll, we'll just say, in the end, it's just stuff. But uh, I was unbelievably furious, and uh, so <laughs> it's so, just weird as a da- as a da- dad of a girl. Like, I have no problem. I have no, and I'm not trying to like fall into like you know like old school uh, uh, gender stereotypes, but like. There's there's no stereotypes for being, a reason. I have no it, problem being like that with my boys. Yeah, but it, it had me real fucked. Maybe it was just because it was the first time, but it really had me fucked up. That's yeah, it's interesting, and I feel like even though we're aware of it and cognizant of it, and we don't intend to treat our girls and our boys different. Yeah, I, I feel like there's still some kind of societal thing there that you know deep rooted. Yeah, it's you know it's there. Um, that being said, uh, my daughter completely skipped the terrible twos. Like, uh, you know, I was prepared for like the things I see in movies, the things I see while I'm out and other people's terrible twos are going like wild. And everybody's like, Oh, it's terrible twos. Like I was prepared for some crazy shit. Nothing happened. Like I, you, I've never even like had to raise my voice to her. Uh, now she's three. And I've learned a new phrase from my wife uh, for the phase that they go through while they're three, and she calls it a three-nager, uh-uh. right? So I, I had yeah. never heard that before. Um, her little attitude is really starting to shine, and it's shining uh, in, a, in like a positive way and a negative way. Like she's learning to uh, like communicate feelings for one. Um, and she's learning to just push back, like if she doesn't like something, which I, which I love, right? And so now I'm at this weird spot where she's saying things that I want to like scold her for, but then again, I don't want to I don't want to mess up what's going on there. I want her to communicate these things. But the other day, she said um, I was saying something to her. I was telling her she couldn't do something, and you know, daddy's girl, like she cries the moment I tell her she can't do something, but I have to just hold fast and tell her, no, you can't do that. She turned to me and said, just give me space, dad, just give me space. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Um, and then another thing I was riding in the car and, you know, we go to the park a lot, but we don't go every day. And so the days that we don't go, she has this expectation we're going to go. I tell her, no, we can't go every day. <clears throat> and then she's like having a little fit about it, crying, but I want to. That's like her thing. She goes, but I want to. And I go, I know you want to, but we can't go every day. We went yesterday. We'll go tomorrow. We're not going today. But I want to. And then I told her no again. And she said, ah, I'm angry. And I couldn't understand what she was saying. And I was like, what? She's like, I'm angry. You made me angry. And and I still couldn't understand the word angry because I've never heard her say it. Yeah. So then she goes, angry, dad. Ah! And she like tenses up and says, angry. 
And I was like, oh, I made you angry. Yes. I said, all right, thank you for telling me. I'm sorry I made you angry. I didn't mean to. It doesn't change the fact that we're not going. So (laughs) we're just at this point where like, again, I want her to communicate all that stuff. I do. But she's starting to even take it a step further from that. She's like, you know, I don't know. She's being a three-nager. I mean, like, I feel like that's the most perfect way to describe the phase that she's in. That's very, yeah, that is very interesting. Uh, I never really, I mean, the terrible twos are just a toddler, you know, and to me, it's like the challenges get, uh, the challenges just get uh, harder in different ways. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like now I can look back at the t- terrible twos and the, well, you say three major. I think we said trying threes. Um, but, uh, I look back at those times and it's like, oh, I like when I look at like old pictures and stuff like that, it's like, oh man, that was so awesome when they were just like cute little toddlers that we just yeah. had to play goalie with, not getting emails from their English teachers about them plagiarizing poems. You know what I mean? So. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a story there or were you referring back to mine? Oh, no, no, that this was a thing that happened. (laughs) (laughs) One of my children who will remain nameless, uh, plagiarized a couple of poems and, you know, uh, your teacher has Google too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the, the fucking, the time that, uh, we caught Hayden? Yeah. Remember that story? Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. Kids are, kids are wild. Sneaky. Sneaky little fuckers. Um, so my kid had a, well, I don't know. What do you call them when they're 11 year old boys? Do you still call them play dates? Like all they did is sit in the room and play video games. Like, is that a, I, is that a play date? I don't know. Hangout. Yeah. There know. you go. He had a hangout yesterday. Right. And he has this friend he met from school. He goes to his house a lot. Um, and this was the first time, you know, he was coming over. Mm-hmm. So he came over. And let me just, I'll, I'll shorten this and say either our kids are really, really well-mannered or, or this kid's, I don't, I don't know. There's gotta be, there's gotta be some type of kid in between these two because like Hayden's like very mild mannered, super good. This kid was a fucking tornado. (laughs) I, I mean, we were just like counting down until he left. And nine o'clock could not come fast enough. When I when I learned that nine o'clock was a magical time, yeah. at eight fifty we were getting ready to head out. <laughs> that, it was wild. Uh, Hayden said, "Wow, he was he was more like wild. That's his most like rambunctious he's ever been. He was like ten times more wild than he normally is." And I was like, "Well, I hope so, because every time I've seen him, and the kid's really nice. I mean, he's like super nice. I have nothing like negative to say about the kid, except for he was just a ball of energy, and." kind of trollish like he was kind of like you'd ask him a question like hey Mm -hmm. uh how many siblings do you have and he'd be like oh and he'd act like he was counting and he'd be like a hundred okay but he would literally never answer the question i was like damn i learned (laughs) nothing about this kid he's just like trolling the whole time so anyway it's super bowl sunday i don't know what the fuck that means yeah fuck a super bowl for sure i'm glad you said it because you know that's how i feel like i don't give a shit 
like I don't at shit all. about anything. I don't care about. And, I don't care about the ads. Nothing. Yeah, and then everyone's like, "Oh, but the commercials," and it's like, "Okay, well, I can find all the highlights tomorrow on YouTube." And, uh, like the other thing, it's like as the the older I get, the more I think about it. It's like, are we really? We're just like worshiping at the altar of capitalism of ads. Like, just think about that. You got to turn into the Super Bowl to watch the commercials that they spent forty million dollars on instead of doing something constructive with that money. Like, yeah. di- listen, I let's s- be honest here. Ugh. We're never gonna top Bud Wise. We're never gonna top that one. We're never gonna top what's <laughs> They're all Budweiser ads. <laughs> I know. We're, we're never gonna top those. Anheuser Busch has it unlocked. Like, why? Why is anybody even trying? What are we going to get another fucking uh, Kendall Jenner Pepsi? Is that what it was? Is that the? <laughs> I did that? see. I did see some screenshots of two different articles saying such and such company spent big on Super Bowl ad this year with a screenshot from the video or from the the commercial, and both companies used the same stock footage of a dude carrying his daughter. No. So they both paid multiple million dollars for for uh for a Super Bowl commercial and used the same goddamn stock footage that they probably both bought off of iStock or Getty images or some shit. Oh, Hilarious. Hilarious. For, first of all, I feel like if you're spending that much money on a commercial, you better create your own content. Because there's uh, gonna be yeah. lots of people out there that are gonna see it and know it came from somewhere, even if two people didn't use the same shit. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's wild. So we've had some, we've had a card on here, um, you know, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I wondered where it came from. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up now so we can talk about it. Watching movies again for the first time. So tell me what that means exactly. So, uh, tomorrow will be five months, no booze for me, which okay. is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, but it I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh no. So you know, there's movies where it's like so the, I I put this on here what specifically about the movie Mandy. Uh where I know I had seen the movie multiple times. And I to the point where people have said like people have said like, Have you seen Mandy? I'm like, Oh yeah, the movie's fucking sweet. I saw it twice. So fucking cool. And then Sierra and I watched it like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever I put it on there. And uh, we started to watch it. And I was just like, I know I've seen it, but like, I'm watching this movie for the first time. Like, I'm actually like, like, I don't remember any of this. And I just realized that we probably, both times we watched it, it was probably like late Friday night or Saturday night. And I was hammered and, and I enjoyed it enough mm-hmm. to talk about it. But it's just, and I've noticed there's been a couple of movies like that, that we've watched. And be like, I've literally had conversations with people about how much I like this movie. And now I'm realizing that I don't even, I, I, if they had asked me details of the movie, I wouldn't have known any. So... <laughs> The only one that's immediately jumping out at me that I've done the same thing with is The Mask with Jim Carrey. Like, I remember loving that movie when it came out. I mm-hmm. remember all of the catch lines that everyone else remembers. 
Uh-huh. But I could not tell you a single thing that happens in that movie. <laughs> I, I really can't. Like, I, I think about it and I'm like, okay, he gets a mask. I don't remember where he got it. I don't remember. I just remember the, uh, he like robs a bank or something. That, that's like the only fucking detail of the movie I can remember. But I remember loving thing, that movie. The funny thing about that movie too is I love that movie. Uh, I still like, I, I've, I've watched it recently, but, no uh, uh, you know, it's the, the comic book that it's based on is like very rated R. It's like very violent and like very like twisted. And uh, so it it was just funny that they turned it into a, you know, like a really lighthearted. It's still dark at points, but like still like a it's a Jim Carrey movie. Right. Somebody stop me. You know, just like yeah. all that shit. This is funny. Speaking of Jim Carrey, my daughter is still watching The Grinch. <laughs> They actually took the shit off like Netflix because, you know, around Christmas, they put it back on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and she gets really stuck on movies, just wants to watch the same ones over and over. Um, And, you know, of course, it's like fucking, I don't know, January 15th or something. She's like, I want to watch Mr. Grinch. I want to watch Mr. Grinch. <clears throat> I go look for it. It's nowhere to be found. So I had to, you know, go elsewhere mm-hmm. and load it up on Plex and whatnot That's so nice. that she can watch it. Yeah. Go elsewhere. I, I, I hear yeah, that. man. Yeah. Elsewhere. Wink, wink. Nudge. But yeah, I loaded the file into Plex is what I'm saying. Um, okay. I di- I just remembered another thing from the movie, that mask. I remember the, the dog puts the mask on sometimes. And then just dog. Once. Oh, okay. So I guess I only remember that he had a dog and it had a mask on. Uh, speaking of dog, did you get another pet? Uh, yeah. What is it? <laughs> Uh, a bearded dragon. Is this to replace the uh, Sticky Joe? Yeah. No, uh, yes. But, you know, Miles had been asking for one for like five years. And we've told him no and all that stuff. But he his birthday was this week. And we have uh, thought that he, you know, was uh, responsible enough now. And I did some research on it. And they're actually like supposedly really good pets. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucker's going to get big. <laughs> Yeah, they and they they live like over ten years. Like ten years, he'll take that thing to college. Well, that's ambitious. You think that he's going to take that away? That that <laughs> that shit is your pet. But that, that's where I was going with that. Is like all of your kids within ten in ten years, all of your kids will be emotionally equipped to handle the loss of a pet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. I, I'm like f- this is future thinking and shit. But like our dog is five. Okay, over five. I don't know what the average span of dogs is. Like, it, I'm guessing 12 to 15. Depends. Okay. Uh, big dogs, like a Great Dane, seven to eight. Uh, normal big dogs, like big, big dogs, usually eight to 10. Normal dogs, 10 to 12. Okay. So that, I feel pretty good about that too. Like, first of all, I think I'm going to take it the worst when my dog dies. Oh, I'm sure. Because uh, that is my dog. Literal and figurative. That's my dog. Um, anyway, better bearded dragons than imagine dragons. I mean, you want your, <laughs> you want your, you want your kids into some kind of dragon. It's either fucking how to train a dragon, a bearded dragon, or imagine dragons. And like two of those are okay. I, 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 we got him this book that's like, you know, all about 
beer dragons, how to care for them. It's like the, it's like a, you know, whatever. And I, uh, skimmed it the other night, like all the, the pertinent parts and, uh, learned a lot about them. And they're very fascinating, but also I found out they were like a very immediate cousin to like the frilled lizard, you know, like the flaps, the flaps. Oh yeah. That looks like a fucking, it looks like the spitter from Jurassic Park. Yeah. That actually, they based that on the frilled lizard. There's, uh-huh. th- there's there's not a ton of actual scientific evidence that it can go. <laughs> <and do that laughs> shit. So uh, and in real life. Those dinosaurs that they're based on were like four times the size. They weren't little guys. Those are your dinosaur facts for the day. Yeah, it didn't. I think is it a real fact that like the chicken is like the most closely related thing to a dinosaur? Birds in general. Birds. OK. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, you you have just you have way too many like dino facts just ready to go. <laughs> um, always. That's cool. I don't know that we're getting another pet. I know that my wife and kid like forever want a cat, and um, I'm just so anti own a cat because I grew up with bastard cats. I-, I love going to people's houses and pet them, but like that's where they need to stay. Getting a cat is throwing a throwing a dice, throwing a paradise. You never know mm-hmm. if you're gonna get if you're gonna be gonna get one of the shitty ones <laughs> or one of the good ones. <laughs> well, that's that's what I mean. Like, I made the mistake of one day saying, like, you know, those giant ass cats, those like Maine Coon cats. Yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of just kind of saying, like, uh, oh, say if I ever got a cat, like that's what I would get. And then my wife is like. Look, look at these Maine Coons I found. Like, you know, she, she wants that shit. That, that cat's so big though. I could probably like put a leash on that thing and walk it through the neighborhood. And it would, I'd, I'd definitely have to, you know, trim his shit up to make him like a lion, like the fucking mane and shit. Yeah. That'd be tight. Uh, I got in a conversation. This is completely unrelated, but I got in a conversation about Oregon Trail the other day. And Mm -hmm. this almost is a callback to watching movies for the first time. I played the shit out of Oregon Trail. Did you? Yeah. Okay. What was the purpose of Oregon Trail? What the fuck is the premise of the game? You are, you're traveling along the Oregon Trail as a pioneer settler. Okay. To what? Like, is there an end to the game? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. How did I play this game for fucking years and never know what to do other than fucking shoot Buffalo and break an axle in the river and die of the century. Like that's all I remember about the game. And so like, I'm sitting there in the car the other day making a reference to Oregon trail and my kid who's fucking 11, he goes, well, yeah, you're trying to go mine gold. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, (laughs) yeah, he goes, he like knew all this shit about it. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I thought you just like shot Buffalo and like didn't die of the century and again, broke your axle on the river. I was like, was there an end to that game? He was like, yeah, it blew my fucking mind. And I realized that even though I played that game for years, I probably only played it in little like, you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time. I never knew there was an end to that game. I just thought you perpetually hunted Buffalo until you died. It's fucking uh, weird. I saw it, an, an ad the other day on Instagram uh, for a, it's a handheld Oregon Trail game, and it looks like a old Mac 2E. Nice. Pretty did cool. I did I tell you that we had 
the Apple IIe's in my fucking computer science class in high school. Wow. Like, you want some shit to make you feel old? Look at an Apple IIe and realize that that was in your computer science lab in high school. Yeah, you know what? We did too. Yeah. And we had to write those programs, like bullshit-ass programs. Did I write those programs? Nah. Kyle had an Apple IIe at home. And he would work on shit at home. Give and I floppy disk. put my fucking floppy disk in, <laughs> boop, save that shit, change, you know, change some of the source code to reflect my name and all that good shit. And then that was that. So Kyle, that's like, what a cool way to like cheat. That's like the cheating off somebody where you're like looking, but yeah, way cooler. It's like, nah, dog, just bring that floppy disk home and throw it in my Apple IIe and uh, copy my program. Speaking of Kyle, did you see that picture I sent you the other day? Yes. That was How wild. Cool. How cool. Yeah, Lee just sent me this picture that was me. It was a picture of Lee playing in Waco at a show in Chillicothe. And I'm standing there watching. You're standing there watching. And Kyle's standing there watching. I don't think I I only barely knew Lee at that point. So I knew Lee very well uh, and was down there pretty much to support that. I only went to Chillicothe one fucking time to see a show. It was that show. It's funny, too, because that so that was in the cut played that one. And so that was pretty early in my in being in that band. And then so when I left that show, that show, I I, know, I remember that show very specifically because when you're in Chillicothe, you get on the freeway and you're on it for about a mile in Chillicothe before it splits. Yep. And 23 North goes up. I was probably tipsy, had been we and, and out of sorts from playing the show, pack up my Scion XB and uh, get in the car, go home and. Uh, I missed that exit for 23 North yeah. and just kept going. Somehow I missed 20 minutes later, I missed going under 71. <laughs> and I just kept going. And then it, it was like an hour later and I was like, I can't believe I'm not home yet. Or I can't believe I haven't seen Columbus yet. I, and then I ended up in Xenia. <laughs> and this is also... That had to be from a while ago. I'm guessing this was pre-iPhone. Like, yeah, this is like pre-iPhone and shit. So yeah, dude. it's not like you just brought up your Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever. And I was in Xenia. I had to stop at a gas station. Somebody pointed me. So by so when I got back on, by that point, I got on 70. I was almost by Springfield. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. I turned a 45-minute drive into like a two-and-a-half-hour drive that night. I miss when like... We would prepare to go somewhere, and then I would, like, print off MapQuest directions. <laughs> yeah. And I have to highlight, like, oh, it says in fucking four miles, and you, like, reset the trip trip uh, uh, count for the mile count. Oh, and yeah. so, like, when you're getting close, you're like, you know, the driver's like, hey, can you tell me what mile, how many miles again? It's 100. Okay, I'm at 60. Okay, we're okay. Like, man, those are problems that no one has anymore, which is awesome. Yeah. I don't miss shit like that, but... It's going to be people like you who are fucking bringing records back. They're all going to bring back fucking MapQuest or some wild shit. Printed directions. Printed ass directions. <laughs> like, hey, guys, we're going on this big analog expedition. Um, we're not taking phones. Uh, we're only allowed to communicate via telegrams. Um, <laughs> and we're building TPs. We're not staying at hotels. Like, that's some shit that you and your little fucking tape deck record people are gonna do tape deck record people <laughs> <laughs> never understood uh, it man uh 
so do do we have do we have more milestones to talk about or uh i remember when i put this on there uh it was more pertinent that that day specifically uh but sierra and i hit a milestone it uh this is at the end of january so our eight, 18th anniversary since we started dating that means that uh, we didn't have sex on the first night that we were dating but we could have had an adult kid whoa shit so uh yeah so that was a pretty big milestone it's pretty crazy that like i'm 37 years old and we've been together for 18 years that's literally half of my life yeah it is also crazy to think that like there's a lot of people out there that you know uh have kids at a very young age let's let's call it 15 right yeah had that been me Holy shit. Like yeah. I would have, uh, you know, I would have an adult, an able-bodied drinking partner <laughs> and still be under 40. Like that's crazy to me. E- yeah, that's even that's if it, even if I had the kid at 18, the kid would be 20. I'd be getting ready to take that kid out partying for its 21st. That is Yeah, so funny. holy shit. We old AF. Uh milestone for me. So cool thing i think we talked about it on the podcast when it happened um you know completing the adoption of hayden so yeah making it all formal uh the adoptiversary it's one year nice so, oh yay so yeah milestone, today no the fifth oh 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 milestones uh all around yeah like i said also tomorrow is five months no booze for me Oh, so. fuck man look at you one upper i'm trying to think i need another i need to think of no uh, no you uh, you win with i adopted a human being as my own you win there so i mean i hear you but like i i feel like i need to think of one more oh, i got one coming up on the 20th 220 is when um my wife and i that's our official like when we first started dating yeah it's sweet that's what i was talking about with mine so yeah Wow. Crazy. Um, so we've been like kind of talking back and forth and text, you know, uh, about some music that's coming out and I noticed this and I think you noticed it as well. Um, lots of, lots of good rap coming out right now. At least my, my release radar was straight up trash there for a minute. Like, I don't know what I fucking listened to, to put Spotify thinking that, you know, I needed to hear the songs I was hearing, but the shit's back on track now. I'm getting all the good music. We talked about good vibes with fucking uh, Bad News and Benny the Butcher. That song is awesome. You asked me about the Freddie Gibbs song. You weren't feeling it. Not feeling it, man. See, I thought it sounded like kind of like chill, positive bone thugs. <laughs> I might have to, you know, that assessment, it makes me want to go check it out again. That that song, uh, that Bad News uh, and Benny song or whatever, uh, I like hearing Benny rap over trap beats. Yeah. And then there was that Noriega Conway Method Man song, yep. which holy shit. Oh man. I mess still got it. Yeah, dude. He that dude can do no wrong. He was always my favorite from Woo. Close close second was ODB. Uh, it's not on Spotify, but uh it's on Bandcamp. But Conway uh, did another collab with the Big Ghost Limited. They did a oh. whole record. It's on Bandcamp. Came out on Friday as well. So I see. This is the shit I I don't uh I don't know. 
I, I don't. You always know where to get the new music. Like I really, really rely on this release radar shit. I it's it's because I follow a lot of these people on Twitter and I follow a lot of music industry people on Twitter and stuff like that. So you follow them through your personal Twitter, trying to make a personal brand, still avoiding heckin' cool dads. Dog, I don't. It's not a personal brand. It's just maybe it is. I don't know. It is. It's personal brand. I mean, whether we like it or not, we're all brands. <laughs> but speaking of rap, I just got to I got to say this, and you're probably wondering why this is on there. Uh, it says his hair looks like Donald Trump's taint. Uh, so, uh, I'm just using this as another opportunity to clown you for thinking that Machine Gun Kelly pop punk shit is any good. And uh, we were watching SNL from two weeks ago, and he was the musical guest, and he came on. And my God, man, it was just so fucking bad. And and his hair, Sierra just goes. I don't know who this guy is, but his hair looks like Donald Trump's taint. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I have more of appreciation for it because, okay, I'm going to try to back this up. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use some paraphrasing from a deep dive that somebody did on this, right? And, uh, first I'll give this dude a shout out. The punk rock MBA on YouTube, Finn McKinty. Are you familiar at all? I'm familiar. Okay. He just recently put out a video um, and the deep dive was somehow related to uh, he brought in Machine Gun Kelly into the mix, right? And like I agreed with a lot of the things he was saying and it made me understand why I feel the way I do about Machine Gun Kelly. Because like even though some of his recent like things have been taken out of context, you know, he he had all those comments about – these kids on Warped Tour wearing New Balance and being cozy and comfy and like, you know, rock and punk wasn't about being comfortable, sure. right? Sure. So I I actually, I think after listening to the Punk Rock NBA's deep dive on this, I understand why I like the whole thing because he really is bringing that nostalgic feel. He brought back fucking Travis Barker, right? And the whole record itself, I'm not saying it's, it's not like revolutionary. It's not the greatest fucking pop punk record ever, but there is something that is like real about it that is lacking in music today. Like r- real, it's just, it's all the same shit. Like when I hear new bands, I'm like, well, I don't know if that's a new band or not. Cause it just kind of sounds like all the other bands. And I don't know if that's me getting older, but I did not feel that way when I heard the machine gun Kelly album. I felt like, I felt like this is super real. He didn't try to conform his lyrics to be quote unquote pop punk lyrics or emo lyrics. He just did his normal shit. He talked about the same shit he talks about in rap, but he talked about it in a pop-punk way. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> what? How can you? No, okay. I, don't have an, I don't have an opinion more than that. Oh. I just – maybe your opinion would be different if you watch that SNL performance because – Probably holy. not. Have you ever gone to a Taking Back Sunday and it sounded – or a show and it sounded good? Like, fuck No. <laughs> No, it doesn't sound good. You ever did you ever go see Blink One Eighty Two and was like, man, these guys should get a Grammy for how good they sing? Tidal waves, nah, man. <laughs> like you just like it because you like it. Like you just do. It doesn't. Have I to got sound it. Good. I understand. <laughs> no, you don't. Let's argue about this. Uh, all right. So I saw online you've been trying to practice guitar more doing scales yeah. i think you even maybe asked hey does anybody have any good like yeah 
I so feel I, like I didn't respond because I don't have shit for you. I've spent a lot of time, like I've been trying to do a good chunk of time per day of just like, like right now I've just been going up with four fingers, you know, and then and then up and down strokes, and then moving up a fret, and then going back down, and moving up a fret and going back up, and if I can cleanly make it all the way to the twelfth fret, then I up my BPM on the metronome by five. And, uh, and honestly, I'm doing like, I was starting to feel really good about myself because I was like 25 BPMs faster than I was like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, and then I spent the better part of this morning watching an old video of Doc Coyle from, from, uh, God forbid showing you how to play, uh, one of their songs. <laughs> And I learned all four phrases of the, of the solo. And then I, and and like played them poorly, but like I could, I learned the phrases and I could play them. I knew the notes and I Mm -hmm. was whatever. And then I tried to play along with the song and it was like, I made it like three notes. (laughs) It's like, nope. I've just been thinking, I've been feeling pretty good about myself as a guitar player until this morning. And then I was doing that shit. I was like, nope, still not good. (laughs) No, but those, those little check-ins are good though. Those, uh, that means you can come back to it in, you know, two weeks, another two weeks and see what your progress is. That's a good benchmark. I don't hate that. Uh, I'm not a good guitar player by any means. Uh, I have always been the person who learned no musical theory and just kind of learned to play things that I thought sounded good together. Mm -hmm. And then I hit a point and that's it. It is like, I got no better technically. I got more creative with the tool bag I already had, but I got yeah. no better technically. And I really need to sit down and dedicate some time to that. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to do right now is just to get technically better. Like that's a huge goal of mine. Yeah. So. Well, I look forward to new Maranatha stuff where you just fucking rip a solo, just so, a so huge solo. So much shred. So much shred. So, um, I got to know what this is about. The thing I just moved. Yeah. Okay. So on the board, it says, I think moving is our new thing. Obviously, the decision to uproot a whole family, especially, um, you know, not even as much about the adults, but about the kids, right? To uproot a whole family and move from Ohio to Arizona, that was kind of a big decision. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on board. But you wonder if if they, you know, as kids fully understand what that means, that means, you know, you're not going to just go over to grandma's house, right? You can't just see your homie next week. This is like uprooting everybody. So that was a big consideration when coming here. Um, thankfully it's all worked out really well. Um, Eloise loves her daycare, Mm -hmm. you know, Hayden's meeting some good people, Mm -hmm. including tornado kid. And, uh, but, no, and, and me, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there with that part part of it, and then tell another piece of a different backstory. As okay. a kid, I never moved, not once. The house mm-hmm. that I lived in day one is the house that I, uh, you know, moved out of, moved mm-hmm. out of my mom's house, and it's where she still lives. So I don't know what it's like to move, but I had friends who moved. And I actually was real jealous of them. Like when they moved to a new house and like, damn, they got a new room. This means new layout, set it up differently, paint it. Like you got a chance to experience something new. Like I was always very jealous of that. And so I don't know if it's my own jealousy, but to this day, I fucking love moving. People hate moving. 
I love it. I want to move to a new house, a new state, a new every. I just want to keep doing that. My, you know, goal in life when I retire is have an RV and just go to different campsites. And that's where I live, like permanently. Do it. Yeah, that's what I want to do. So we've already been talking about where our next move should be. Is it going to be Colorado? Is it going to be one of the Carolinas? And yeah, and you know, I didn't know that everybody would be so open. So I talked to Hayden about it and he's like, you know, I said, how long would we have to be here before you'd be comfortable moving? He's like, I don't know, a year. I'm like, so you're down with like leaving everything? And he's like, yeah. So he likes it. Yeah, which is cool, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, moving might be our new thing. Like we might, let's say anywhere from a year to two and a half from now. We're going to go to somewhere different. We're already starting to look, like I said, at those two spots. Uh, I've been talking to DJ. He's, he's, he's out in uh, Fort Collins. And so we look. So would you, would you, it'd probably give you a chance then to like, like lean out your belongings. You know what I mean? Like to, to really have the amount of belongings that you feel is like appropriate for your family without having a bunch of other clutter baggage you're dragging around. Yeah, but I'm a big, I'm, I got some hoarding tendencies, man. Like I am. I guess it was more of an encouragement than a statement. Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was super easy. I will tell you, it was crazy easy to lean out stuff before moving here. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I didn't love that thing or what's, what's that lady say? If it, if it didn't spark joy, that shit was gone. Yeah. It didn't matter what it was. We gave away so many things, things that I would have never given away had I stayed in Ohio. Yeah. We were just like, fuck that shit. Give it away. Don't even try and sell it. Just give that shit away. Or if you're going to sell it, sell it for, I sold this table and chair. Actually, I sold the table for like 40 bucks. It was like a pier one table, glass top, 40 bucks. Come get it. I had, there were a couple of things that did bum me out. I, we had these like really nice handmade one of a kind chairs. They were metal, all welded, exposed like raw steel, multiple hundreds of dollars a piece. I only had two of them. I bought them from that our house place. Mm-hmm. We hadn't used them. In over three years, but I could not let them go because I was so in love with these chairs. I thought like, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with these someday. I couldn't sell them. Like nobody wanted to give me hundreds of dollars. Like that's a pretty niche market, right? Two fucking chairs. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure we gave them away. Like I refused to sell them for any less, but we gave them away. Right, right, right. I don't know. Wild shit. I don't know. I can't wait. I think moving is our new thing. Interesting. Yeah. So in the interest of time, you know, I feel like we should uh, move on to uh, some trivial things. I have one, and I feel like it may have been a trivial thing before. Uh, I could be wrong. We've talked about a lot of trivial things that are uh, around driving. Mm -hmm. So from Ohio, I have kind of the expectation that when you let someone go, you get the wave, right? Just mm-hmm. a little courtesy wave, like a "Hey, thanks for, thanks for signal, signaling me to go." Yeah. You know, I have not received one fucking wave since I've lived in Arizona. That's October first. Now, at first, it pissed me off. Now that it's been you know four months, I just don't think it's a thing here. I can't. I. I'm having a hard time believing that there's that many assholes 
I think that concept just doesn't live here. And if you are listening to this and you're from Arizona and you know what the fuck the wave is and y'all just aren't doing it, well then DM me because I'm going to, I'm going to talk shit about you next episode. But right now it's just a trivial thing. It's like something that I've grown to expect. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, I'm like, you literally, you can't just, you can't wave. Like you can't just say, Hey, thanks. I don't yeah, know, dude. For real. You got something for me? All right. Trivial thing for me is audio issues. Just kidding. Oh, man. I was going to be <laughs> so pissed. Uh, no, trivial thing for me is uh, mainstream, or not mainstream, your regular ass liberals who right now can't stop t- talking about how, like, like Joe Biden could, could sneeze and be like, oh, man, this is the t- president. This is my president. This is the president oh, yeah. we voted for. He just sneezes so presidentially. And it's like this penchant to immediately go from I hate the president of the United States so much to I love this guy so much and he can do no wrong when he honestly, from a policy standpoint, is not that much different. No, uh, same you know, shit, and, different toilet. And so it, so this this fawning, this fawning over Joe Biden just really gets under my skin. Man, we almost made it an entire episode without talking a single politic. I know, but we don't have. Take it farther than that. It's no, just we're a going to. Trivial thing. No, we're going to. I got <laughs> something. I got something, Colin. I'm not ready to quit. What is your stance? What is your thoughts? Not even stance. What are your thoughts on the pipeline? The Keystone Pipeline? Yes. Uh, it It is the good thing that it was shut down. Um, I think that it's unfortunate that a bigger than a handful of people will lose their jobs probably something like 50 a th- 50 yeah it's like it's it's like 50. i thought it was a i thought it was a thousand but it's not eleven thousand. Like, no those a, were temporary like, jobs that's but, temporary construction it was a, eleven thousand. was it was just the number they threw out it was actually a thousand temporary jobs <laughs> oh my god and uh and uh or five thousand temporary jobs, only a thousand were filled. Anyway, so if you get hung up about the jobs thing, which I know that certain friends of ours do get hung up on, which is understandable. Um it's you gotta look at the bigger picture. It's oil that we weren't gonna use. Most of it is gonna get it gets exported overseas anyway. Um so that's money that's that's it's making uh the richest Americans richer and then being given to other countries other countries you know what i mean and uh and we're already the largest crude oil producer like we passed saudi arabia in like 20 what was it 2016 or 15 or something if you basically my thing is if 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 you're angry about the jobs being lost uh you are being played hook line and sinker yes by rich assholes who are feeding you nationalist lies to to get you to feel bad about uh jobs that shouldn't have even been there in the first well be so undoubtedly uh conservatives you know historically have always been like america first and yada yada right and 
they're looking at this like, oh, this is American jobs. This is, you know, oil. This is an American like blue collar industry. But like really it's not. The people that make all the money from fucking uh, oil are, again, the top 1%. Like that's that's who's making all the damn money. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a bunch of bullshit, dude. Yeah. And another thing that really that really gets me like heated about politics and gas prices in general are people that are like, you see, since uh, since Biden took office, look at this. Gas is up 30 cents a gallon. And it's like they can o- – they're only so sh- – they're so fucking short-sighted. Like they saw gas go up one week, right? Yeah, right. And it's – I mean clearly that's because Biden took office. Like to them, they've just found a way to relate it back. Nobody remembers the gas prices two weeks ago. So like – I've actually been talking about this so much recently that I went out to the fucking – I think it's like the EIA website and pulled gas prices yeah. uh, back to 2003. And I just looked. I you know Just simple – grabbed the data, threw it in Excel, looked at the trend. It fluctuates all over the place. But the most notable thing I saw from that is that this whole gas on a decline you know, and amount of like crude oil that we're producing, yeah. Obama did that. Oh yeah, the, Obama did all of this. Yeah, stuff, Obama did that, and like nobody, nobody is giving him the credit for that. Everybody thinks that it was Trump, and I'm like, before Trump ever took office, we broke the record for the amount of gas we've produced in like forty something years. Yeah, you just go look at how much lower the gas was. We're, I mean, it was down to under two dollars regularly, and people that just want a way. Uh, people that just want a way to, I guess, shit on current president. Uh, you know, that's just how it is. Everybody wants to relate it back to presidential. But yep, no, that I, is yeah. that is all I got to say about that. We damn near made it through the whole episode without getting political. And then look at me; I'm starting to get pissed about this. Let's just wrap it up. I'm sure you got dinner to make. I got things to do. Yeah, so. I got I got chicken marinating in the fridge. I'm drying my hand at Nashville Hot Chicken tonight. So, ah. Well, let me know how that goes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cook more at home, so I, I want to start doing more shit like that. If it turns out well, cool. Colin, I trust you. Give me the recipe. Actually, follow through All and right. give everyone the recipe. Cool. All right, man. Seventy-one. Seventy-one in the books. Peace. See you.